This is the Seafair Investor Podcast, bringing you the tides of investing and personal finance from to millennial seafarers and alike. I'm your host, Soshin, a full-time seafarer, value investor, and a personal finance enthusiast. Welcome to episode 9. In today's episode, I will be finally discussing about investing. (laughs) It's about time as I believe I have laid enough foundation on personal finance that we can transition into investing now. But this does not mean I am not open anymore on talking about personal finance. Maybe a few ones every now and then. But from now on, I will be focusing on investing. Let's go! Before I start talking about investing in stocks, let me talk first why we need to invest in the first place. Why not play safe and just save your money? Let's uh, put it this way. Let's imagine a life without you doing any kind of investing. You know, you work from 8 to 5 in an office all your life and maybe you throughout that lifetime you get a few salary raise have a beautiful house car and and maybe kids also well you also won't forget to enjoy the finer things in life like going for a vacation eating on a a fancy restaurant but after a while you will of course get old and retire from work But since you did not do any investing, or also let's assume that you did not also save anything, the only thing that will be sustaining you at that old age is a small monthly social security allowance, which we all know won't be even enough, especially if you have maintenance. Now let's be more you know, on the brighter side, and say you did manage to save some money for 30 years in preparation for your retirement. You have saved around 2 million pesos by the time you retire at the age of 60. However, your yearly expenses on food, rent, and other stuff total around, let's say, 200,000 pesos per year. So having a 2 million pesos with a yearly expense of 200k will only last you 10 years. And after that, you will be broke. <laughs> that, that's, that's the reward at the end, even if you're really good in saving. Now, here comes the scenario where you, you save and also invested that money. Let's say you save 5,500 pesos a month for 30 years again, and this money was invested in the stock market continuously without fail and without you withdrawing it once. And by the end of 30 years, and you, you, you retire, Assuming that you can average an annual 10% return, 
your 5,500 pesos a month would have compounded into 12,648,400 pesos. <laughs> That's a large amount to read. But wait, it gets even better. You know, most stocks give out dividends as cash, and if that 12 million pesos gives out 4% of it as dividends annually, you will get 506,000 pesos worth of cash that is more than enough to live by. If you have a 200,000 pesos of yearly expenses, I know this is just you know, a rough uh, estimate or an example, but, you know, that's the beauty of compounding interest in the stock market. Albert Einstein even um, once described that compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. <laughs> he considers it like that because one of the best paths to riches is to set aside a portion of your money and invest it so that it stacks and compounds over many years. Let me explain further how compounding works. Imagine a snowy hill or snowy mountain. On top of the mountain, there's a small snowball, and someone you know kicks it or pushes it down, and it starts rolling down the mountain. After a while of rolling, you know, the snowball grows in size, but still not big enough. So you look to another direction because it's boring and it's not big. Then you look again and suddenly it grows to a size that it gets your attention. It suddenly picks up more speed, which doubles its size also until it's big enough that you can't imagine it being a snow, small snowball before. This is what you call the snowball effect of compounding. It starts really slow at first, but as it continues to grow in size, it also grows its base, and that base doubles into another bigger base that also doubles again and again. You know, humans are not wired to thing like this, like exponentially. It reminds me how Morgan Housel explains compounding this way. He said, if I ask you what is 8 plus 8 plus 8 plus 8, you can kind of figure that in your head in a minute. Anyone can do that, it's, it's no problem. But if I say what is 8 times 8 times 8 times 8, your head is gonna explode just thinking about it. Because all compounding is never intuitive or it's not common sense. Uh, meaning what he said simply is that we cannot really understand well the power of compounding. This also reminds me of the greatest um, investor out there, Warren Buffett. He understand how compounding works, and that's where he got really rich. He did not become a billionaire at a young age, but got it only at his 50th birthday, and then it compounded again and again until he reached 90 years old, 
where his net worth ballooned to $100 billion. I mean, we don't need that much money, but in this, uh, in his um, um, situation, time is your friend in compounding. The more time that you let that roll on itself, you know, you compound on itself, the more it doubles in size. Now, at this point, you're just gonna ask, where should I invest my money then to achieve those returns? This is a great segue or transition into what stocks are, as as I believe investing in the stock market gives the best compounding returns available to the public. This is how you will make money work for you while you sleep, and also how you will make money your slave instead of being a slave to money. So what are stocks? Most people commonly see it as a way to gamble or only see it as a group of letters blinking red and green every now and then. But the best way to define stocks are is ownership of a business. Every time you buy a stock or shares, as it is, as it is um, commonly called, you own a piece of that business, no matter how small the percentage is. To put it simply, having shares of a company make you a part owner, the business. That's it. And if you frame it that way, you will not try trading because who wants to buy and sell their own businesses in and out every day? especially if it is a good business. But of course, people always want to have quick cash and try doing trading in the stock market and end up losing money. They may get lucky trading in several tries, but in the end, 98% of traders lose money. They usually earn more by selling courses. <laughs> it's Anyway, before I got off topic again, I will steer myself back. So, how do stocks work? I mean, where do they start with? Why we have a stock market in the first place? Short answer is capitalism, of course. (laughs) It is the best and legal way for the public to participate in a great business and economy. The long answer is, um, again, I love painting scenarios, so let's make an imaginary company or a business. Let's say you have a grocery store and it's doing really well, so you want to expand and grow your business to, to grow more profits. And the way to do this is, of course, by having more stores. The problem is you don't have enough capital to build another store as the excess profits from your current store is not enough to do so. So what do you do? This is where the beauty of the stock market comes in because you can kind of issue shares of your business to your friends or to people willing to lend you money to grow your business. It's the same like 
taking a loan uh, from the bank. But the difference is you are taking a loan from the public. The capital you need to expand can be divided into shares. Like, for example, let's um, simplify it and you need 100,000 pesos to put up another store. So you issue a 10,000 pesos per share, which will make the available shares to the public or your friends to 10 shares, equaling to 100,000 pesos, the capital you need. So now you get your capital from your friends, making them a part owner now of your business. And if your new stores succeed, you know, it has more sales, more profit, plus with your existing store, which means you will have a bigger overall profit. And your friends who owns the shares will be rewarded by you sharing your profits to them in a form of either a dividend or capital appreciation of the shares. Now, before I explain more on dividends and capital appreciation, I just want to emphasize again the the beauty of the stock market in general because it really lets you participate in the growth of a great business that you cannot do on your own or even think to start one like Apple and Amazon. And the best thing is you don't have to do the heavy lifting of managing the business itself. The CEO of that company you invested will do it for you. You don't have to sell iPhones yourself because Apple will do it for you. The reason being is they are using your capital or the shares you bought from them to build and sell more iPhones. That's why I I said earlier, this is how you make your money work for you, by owning shares of a great business. Now, there are two ways you can earn from the stock market that I mentioned before, which is dividends and capital appreciation. Most stocks you can earn with both, but others only which is capital appreciation. Let's start with dividends first. As I said earlier, stocks or shares are loan that a company takes from the public. And the same with banks that give out interest on the money that you deposit on them. Dividends are given out as interest in the same way by a listed company. And Usually, it is higher than most banks, but the caveat is it is not assured to be the same amount of dividends every year. It depends on the performance and earnings of a company every quarter or every year. Dividends can also go up if a company has a great year and go down if the company decides to slice off the payout because of a bad earnings that year. But usually this is not common as companies tend to um, pledge a certain payout percentage of their earnings to be given out as dividends every year. This is what you call a 
regular uh, dividends which they pay out every quarter or annually and if they really did a great year they can also give out bonuses to the shareholders in a form of a special dividend but it can only be a one-time payout and might not happen again depending on the earnings performance of the business that's why it's called a special dividend <laughs> however some companies um because they want to please their shareholders they take in debt to pay the same dividends even if the business is not doing great but further discussions on this um, deserves its own episode in the future <laughs> another caveat of dividends is that it is not the same as banks that are required by regulations to give out interest companies can choose not to give out dividends as they plan to reinvest it back into the business the excess profits that they earned this is especially true to businesses that are still young and aggressive in expansion and growth and the only way you can earn investing in this high growth companies is by capital appreciation only which simply means the price of the stock you bought today becomes higher the next time you decide to sell essentially buy low and sell high another better way to frame this is and this is important is is for example you bought a stock at 10 pesos per share and you bought it with the expectation and conviction that it will go up at 15 pesos per share because you think the business of the company will do really well in the next few months or few years and the person that buys it at 15 pesos per share when you decide to sell yours at 50 percent profit they also expect the stock to go higher to 20 pesos as that person also expects as the same as you that the company will continue doing well in the future now do you see the point in capital how in how capital appreciation works it's all about future expectations baked in the price because that's how the, the, the stock market is it's always forward looking it's pricing in the future and that's another beauty of the stock market <laughs> sorry i'm already abusing the word beauty but again that's how the stock market is since it is run by expectations and ultimately run by humans themselves us there tends to be mispricing that can happen in the stock prices because humans in nature are not perfect so people can price a stock wrong and lower than their expected future value and vice versa meaning they can also really overvalue a stock than its future value this is why um, <laughs> investing they said is simple just simply buy great companies and hold them for a long time but the problem is how do you really know those are great companies which ones are really of value and not traps that will make you lose money 
in the long run. That's why investing is simple, but no one said it's easy. I think it's a Warren Buffett quote or maybe Charlie Munger. Now, before I end, I just want to emphasize a last point. Investing is a great way to grow your wealth, not create it. Meaning, you cannot create things in a vacuum and that's the same with investing. In order to to um, to earn those compounded returns, you need to be consistent in putting money in the market in order for the compounding to occur and also staying invested all the time. I know at the last part, you know, staying invested all the time, that takes a lot of practice and um, patience and it's more on your your psychology because you you don't want to disturb the the snowball effects you know the compounding effects by going in and out of the market again be consistent and stay invested and the market will reward you in the end thank you for listening to this episode and if you're listening to this in spotify um, maybe you can give it a five-star rating if you find this episode valuable. If you want to reach out to me, uh, please uh, do. I am open to any questions you have regarding personal finance and investing. My email is soshininvestor at gmail.com and also through my Facebook page, The Seafarer Investor. The, the links uh, will be on the description. Next episode will be about myths and misconceptions about the stock market. See you!